So the correct answer was top 100 recruit, Jason Zandamella. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you are downloading your podcast, we are free, and we really do appreciate your support. And if you're watching on YouTube and you want to show your appreciation, hit that red subscribe button, become a subscriber, hit the thumbs up. Both of those contributions mean a whole heck of a lot to the show. And because Locked on USC comes at you five times a week, Monday through Friday, Hit the bell notification and you don't miss an episode. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on college and they're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Quote The USC Trojans are going to win a lot of national champions, national championships with this class. End quote. That's your newest commit. Offensive lineman, Jason Zandamella. Uh, this is why you make Locked on USC your first listen every day. The question on yesterday's episode was asked, who will be the next to commit to USC's 2024 recruiting class? The answer, top 100 player, offensive lineman, Jason Zandamella. Look, I know I hinted very strongly about Anthony Smith and Draylon Miller, that connection. They're still on the board, and you should bet. You should probably bet very heavily on USC for for both of those commitments. But I also mentioned Jason as well as offensive lineman Makai Sena. Well, USC tapped one of the top offensive linemen in the country. He's out of Clearwater, Florida. He played at his high, he's playing high school ball at Clearwater Academy International. He's a four-star interior offensive lineman. Again, Jason Zandamella announces a commitment to USC. <clears throat> he is the number 98 overall prospect and the number four interior offensive lineman in the 2024 cycle, according to the on three industry rankings. That's the one we will use uh, most of the time on this show. He is also considered the number 16 player in the entire state of Florida. And if you follow recruiting, you know Florida churns out college athletes. But California, Texas, Georgia, those are your top states. Uh, the young man, six foot three, 286 pounds. He becomes USC's 12th commitment in their class. And I believe that's number nine in the month of June alone. And I'll say it again. There's more coming. So Zandamella is the eighth four-star commit and third top 100 prospect in this class so far. He is the third committed offensive lineman in the class. He joins, uh, remember the names, Manasi Atiti and Hayden Trader. Now, back, um, so far, Jason has taken trips to Oklahoma on June 9th. And then he just got back this past weekend from USC. <clears throat> That's when USC kind of flipped the script, changed everybody's optics 
who's been following USC recruiting. Uh, the betting public thought Florida State was pretty much the favorite to land him. Um, but that's because, you know, two or three predictions came in. And that really pushed into that stuff. That, that pushed, the, uh, pushed the needle towards Tallahassee. Well, not many knew that USC was a lot higher up on Jason's, uh, on Jason's priority list. And when he took his official visit, that pretty much took care of the rest. So how many times have you, everyday listeners, viewers, have you heard me mention the culture at USC and how it's changed since Lincoln Riley arrived? Well, Jason loves USC's culture. He also loves, and this is a big shout out to Justin Big Daddy Dietrich. He loves the way USC's current starting center uh, plays the game. This is what he said. Their culture, and I'm a big fan of their current center. Uh, this is what Jason Zandamella told on three's Chad Simmons back in March of why he was interested in USC. I watched his tape referring to Big Daddy. I almost revolved my game around how he plays it. And I really like how Coach Josh Henston coaches, end quote. So this is what you need to know about Jason Zandabella. He's still learning the game, but he's got a really high IQ. And this is according to his high school coach. Uh, you can get the full interview over on WeRSC.com. Take advantage of the subscription special right now. Seriously, a buck for three months, $49.99 for an entire year. I'm giving you everything here for free. This is why you make Locked on USC your first listen every day before you head on over to wearsc.com. So I think this quote says a lot. This is, again, from his high school coach. Jason is a really mature, focused, charismatic young man. I mean, this is a kid from Mozambique, Africa. But he hasn't lived at home in almost five years. He spent two years at a boarding school in South Africa before coming here where he's going to his third year in the United States. So I think there's a level of maturity that comes with it, and it's been goal-driven. It's been future-driven where he had to grow up in a hurry. Look, nothing says anything better than a mature offensive lineman. And if he's modeling his game after Big Daddy, Justin Dietrich, then USC is in great shape going forward. I mean... If you want to look as great as the USC recruiting class is going to look by the end of June, let's not even talk about the end of the year, but if you want to know how good it's going to look by the end of June, you want to look that good, and you want to look um, as good as the legs I have, then um, you need to put on some bird dogs. And... Bird dog shorts and pants, they make you look great because bird dogs are, they're made with stretch khaki shorts and they're designed to fit slimmer through, th through your thigh, through the leg. They give you that sculptured look. That's why they make you look great. Bird dogs are better than the Lululemon gear. They fit way better than regular shorts they're, and, they're, and they're not made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs are made with anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, including during the summer, which we're in. 
and they're super comfy. Guys, we love stuff to be super comfy below the belt. So go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on college and enter the promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash locked on college and you'll get your free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. <clears throat> now, Locked On's NBA mock draft special is here, and it's bigger than ever. Follow along the entire first round in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience only Locked On can deliver. All the episodes are available now on Locked On's big board on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. I said it in the first segment. These next two weeks are going to amaze. It's going to be amazing. If I didn't say it, I should have said it. These next two weeks, if you're a recruiting fan, they're going to be awesome. I'm telling you right now. <clears throat> next Monday, and it can actually happen sooner, uh, USC is going to be getting another commitment. And if USC's seventh-rated class nationally is not in the top five by next Monday, um, it will be when this player commits. USC in the top five class, they're already in Michigan's rearview mirror. I should say Michigan is in USC's rearview mirror. Uh, they're going to pass Michigan, who currently hold the on three uh, number five ranked class. Michigan doesn't even know it yet, though. That's, that's what's so funny. When the next four or five, um, perhaps even a couple more uh, recruits, pick USC before the end of the month, uh, the Trojans are going to be pressing that top three category. Yeah. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Why? Why will USC be pressing? Because everyone that USC is waiting to hear from this month, they're either a four or five-star recruit. So, no... All you stargazers love to put all of your eggs into that basket. Here you go. Now's the time. Start watching. Start collecting. Start taking receipts. Um, we're, we're talking about names like Draylon Miller, the wide receiver from Texas. He's six foot two, 200 pounds. He plays with both finesse and power. I mean, he'll juke you as just as much as he'll love to knock you over. He reminds me a lot of Juju Smith-Schuster when I watch him play. Then don't forget his linebacker friend, Ty Anthony Smith. Look, if Draylon has a say in this whole thing, this is what he said. I, I told you that he's he said 100%. Here's the actual quote. Definitely. We will be at the same school. We've known each other since fifth grade. We played each other all throughout. We want to team up for once, end quote. Well, most think it's between USC and LSU. He might be taking an unofficial down at Texas A&M. We'll see. Or I'm not even sure if it's an official visit, unofficial. Most feel it's between USC and LSU. Most feel it's, it's USC. What about Milliken wide receiver? Speedy, shifty, twitchy wide receiver Ryan Pelham. He's ready to make his decision soon. And I literally found that out <laughs> minutes, or otherwise I would have said it on yesterday's episode. 
after I recorded Tuesday's episode of Locked on USC, I got a text. Hey, Mark, by the way, um, he said he's to make his trip to Eugene this weekend. So uh, Ryan Pelham, he's in the fray. You've got safety, Marquise Gallegos, West Hills Chaminade. He's ready to set, make his announcement June 27th. What about the cornerback prospect from Texas? Four-star, Braylon Connolly. Well, set your calendar. June 30th is his commitment date. Modern day, Zabian Brown. You know, he might be feeling a little bit of pressure. He might be in all those defensive back spots being taken. So is he feeling that June heat? I mean, things are really starting to fall into place right now. There's names out there that are probably going to a little bit longer. You haven't heard me mention the name Kingston Viliamuasa or Peyton Woodyard. They could spring the name spring out at any time now. They could wait until July. I have a feeling they're going to make their their intentions known before uh, they start their own fall camp because they're they're the type of players that want to focus on their team going into their senior season. So those two players we know USC is waiting to hear from. Uh, we know that the number one running back in the country, Taylor Tatum, uh, he's pretty close to pulling the trigger now that he's back from his official visit to Oklahoma. And again, back to Xavier Brown. Uh, is he feeling the heat? Is he going to pull the trigger? Will he be the only guy from a modern day that USC gets this year? Aiden Breland, he's still out there. I don't think he's ready to, to make a commitment, though. I'd be shocked if he made a commitment in June. And, oh, by the way, uh, there's still another offensive lineman in this class that's ready to announce in June. So, again, now you understand where my um, enthusiasm is, where it's coming from, why I'm so confident that USC is just going to go from number seven, blow right past number five, and start pressing number four, three, those teams for that top ranking. I don't know if USC will get to number one, but you know, you know how I feel about this whole thing. It's all subjective, anyways. But if USC um, can, you know, get into that top five category, top three category, the optics say that uh, USC will be. And you know me; I also don't like to use the word. Everyone should anticipate multiple national championships because USC is recruiting the same players that the programs who have been winning national championships, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, or making the playoffs, Michigan, Clemson. Um, that's who USC should always be competing for against for recruits. That's who everyone used to remember. USC set the bar. USC is trying to get back to that level. They're almost there. Is it just me? But, I don't know. Anybody agree, disagree? I can't remember the last time June recruiting felt like this around, around USC. I mean, it, it has a signing day feel to it. Um, it. It's like 
we're, we're seeing videos of the players committing in front of their families to the coaching staff on their official visits. I mean, those are really fun to watch. Saw a couple of them, um, you know, uh, Marcellus Williams, he stood at center court at Crypto, Crypto Arena, Father's Day gift to his, to his father, and he made his uh, announcement to Lincoln Riley as well that I'm a Trojan. When the players, the night before, when they had their golden hour dinner at the Coliseum, Jason Zandamella, he made his announcement in front of everybody to the coaching staff. That's really special stuff. And if you get the opportunity, go, go search out the videos. Good stuff. So um, I, I think the biggest reason why USC, at least it kind of feels like USC is recruiting at that Pete Carroll level um, in Lincoln Riley's second year is because here, here's why it's happening so quickly. We know about the transfer portal and NIL. Obviously, that plays a significant role. But last year, USC didn't have this type of recruiting class in June. Lincoln Riley had to sell the possibility of what could be. Now, he has something to point to. He's got 11 wins coming up when he took over a four-win season. 11 regular season wins. They just missed the playoffs. So that's why the recruits are jumping on as quickly as they are. It's why recruits like Jason Zandamella feels like this 2024 recruiting class is going to win multiple national championships. So... Southeastern Conference honk, Dr. Paul Feinbaum, not really a doctor, I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, he pulled the plug on the Pac-12's life support. Now you understand why I called him Dr. Paul. There's apparently, according to, uh, to Dr. Feinbaum, there's no need to keep anyone's hopes alive. Um, the conference is going to be dead by 2026. There you go. Uh, so Pac-12 members, get your order, get your affairs in order. Do what you got to do. Sow your oats. Start checking off your things on your bucket list. The Pac-12 conference is coming to a close within the next three years. So Paul Feinbaum, um, he joined Greg McElroy in the Cubelic in the Morning radio show. And they were talking about the fate of the Pac-12, as well as other college football stuff. And McElroy pretty much fine bomb straight out near the end of the show. Um, will the Pac-12 still be around by 2026? And here's what the SEC Network's host's answer was. Quote, I don't believe so. I don't believe, I don't know how it can, uh, Feinbaum declared giving a pretty harsh review of the conference's recent leadership because it's the situation, um, it's so fragile right now. It's still not very good. Now, the leadership is better than it was, but it's still not very good. 
And as you know, I think you give the new commissioner, George Klyovkov, a pass because maybe a year, a year and a half ago, his predecessor, Larry Scott, literally ran the thing into the ground. But he's had enough time, and I think so far, you have to give him a failing grade, end quote. Hmm. I, I, failing? Okay. Maybe that's a little harsh. I can see... I, I could see giving a, a D plus, C minus. Uh, I don't know. I think he was blindsided. I mean, somehow or another, USC was able to convince UCLA to elope together out to the Big Ten Conference. Yeah, I just said that. And anybody who heard that, that made a shiver go down my spine. USC and UCLA eloping together. Ugh. But when that happened, um, that really, whatever plans... George Klyovkov and the rest of the Pac-12 members had, um, they had to go back to the drawing board. And I don't think they had a plan B because I don't think anybody saw this coming. So between that and recently, the Mountain West Conference told San Diego State pretty much to kick rocks when they asked for an extension to pay their exit fee at a cheaper rate. Well, I guess the Mountain West is telling them, no, can't do that. I don't know if San Diego State can afford a, an additional $30 million. The Pac-12 hasn't even announced their new media rights deal yet. Um, and I don't think it's going to be lucrative enough that San Diego State can say, oh, I got money coming that we can, we can run our program and still pay off the Mountain West Conference. I'm sure they could do it over time, but still. Um, this is how I think Paul Feinbaum sees it. And I see this. Most anticipate when it happens, when the crack in the dike bursts, when one program after another starts to kind of look for greener pastures, once that new TV rights deal is announced, um, that's when I think, like I said, the dike is just going to burst. The dam is just going to pop open. You know, you're going to have schools like Arizona and Colorado looking to the Big 12, Oregon and Washington, hoping that maybe, you know, the, the, the big conference will look at them favorably rather than maybe considering North Carolina and Virginia. Maybe the ACC picks them up. Maybe the Pac West really does form a conference. Who knows? The Mountain West and the, and the Pac 12. Um, there's going to be changes once USC and UCLA are gone and that 12-team playoffs kicks off. Again, unless George Klyovkov can pull a rabbit out of his hat and secure a really lucrative uh, media deal, I just don't see how that conference is going to survive past 2026 either. Now, before I get out of here, I want to I want to end this show with something kind of funny. Um, I was uh, tooling around, scoping the internet, and I heard a really funny rhetorical question question from an Oregon fan. And I think the fan was deflecting because USC is kicking their butts in recruiting right now. <coughs> the poster had the audacity to test one of his fellow fans' IQ 
by asking the following question. Which coaching staff would you rather have right now? USC's or Oregon's? Yeah. Um, would you rather have Lincoln Riley as your head coach or Dan Lanning? I don't care how biased or what color glasses you're wearing. Um, that's an easy answer. All right, that's it for this episode of Locked on USC. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. I guarantee you I'll have uh, more recruiting information as well as some other stuff. So until that next episode, everyone, you know what to do.